This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Welcome to March. All I caught out of that was do shots of Jameson. <laughs> Which I'm up for, by the yeah, way. I suppose. <laughs> Producer Derek here with uh, Chris Walton. And uh, Chris, first of all, man, it's a pleasure uh, to work with you, and I'm surprised they put me on the mic. Well, uh, I, I was going to say same here. Uh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to work with you, but I'm not surprised they put you on the mic. I mean, you are an experienced broadcaster. Wow. Well. well, I appreciate that very much. And uh, here it is, the first day of March. Uh Mike Casper apparently will be back Monday. Okay, yeah. Now, and I don't know. Should I talk about what I saw this morning? I uh, mean, yes, please do. I was in one of the prod rooms this morning, and I went to log into the computer. And, production rooms. Uh, yeah. Production room, yeah. Right. Sorry, I abbreviated. We, we, uh, we don't prod people. Here. We don't. It did sound dirty, didn't it? I apologize. Well, it could. Uh, so, yeah. So, so, I was in there, and I went to put in my, my password, and it said, Mike Casper. Yeah. So I don't think anybody knows his password. So I'd, apparently he has been here at some point and been on the computers, but won't be back till Monday. That's right, yeah. Right. So uh, so that's the good news for everybody that's uh, missing Mike Casper, and I am included in that group. Um, I can't wait for him to come back. If you didn't catch it, um, uh, the story goes, Chris, that uh, his, his dad passed away. Yeah, yeah and, that happened last Monday. And uh, he had taken the previous week off to go and see his dad, who had been life-flighted to Coeur d'Alene, to the hospital there. And, uh, all, I mean, you know, they had a total of seven kids, and six of them, I think, are still around. So they uh, all showed up with their families to uh, basically have, have kind of a goodbye. Mm-hmm. And then Mike came back Monday and, and told us that his father wasn't going to live another two weeks. Well, he didn't. He didn't live another two hours after Mike talked to yeah, us. Yeah, crazy. He, he uh, died sometime uh, in the morning. And uh, so Mike's been out and, and back up in North Idaho taking care of business, and we'll be back Monday. Yeah, yeah, I'm more excited about that. In the meantime, uh, Chris and I rolling through your Friday. I'm just glad it's Friday. I mean, I know where that TGIF came from. Uh, Toes go in first. That's a thing I choose. Right? No doubt. No doubt about it. And a very special uh, day, not because um, they put the mic in front of me, but it's a special day because, well, it is for me, and I'm sure it is for you, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, very special guest coming in at 830, co-hosting the show today. I'll move off the mic and back behind the board. And um, he's a gentleman that I have not met. I'm fairly new here, and but... I he, have met him a time or two. Well, I was going to ask you, we're talking about Paul J. Schneider, mm-hmm. right? How long did you guys, were you together? How Seven, you, 17 years. That's a long run. Yeah. And it was all right here on uh, KBOI? And I've already been with uh, Casper about six now, so that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it was all here on KBOI. 
Um, you guys, were you friends prior to doing the show, or did you... Well, I mean, we were we were co-workers and kind yeah. of friends. We used to, you know, shoot the breeze all the time in the hallways sure. and then talk about sports and make each other laugh. And then mm-hmm. when it came time to uh, choose a new partner, he went ahead and picked me from the building. And wow. uh, I was very flattered and ended up staying for 17 years. Well, it's 26, if, or 23 now, if you count... Uh, if you count, uh, you know the the rest of it with Casper. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And then, and then he he retired. What year did uh, did uh, Paul I, retire? I believe it was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen or, or twenty nineteen, but twenty eighteen, I think. And uh, and rumor has it that uh, Nate uh, got on the phone and uh, groveled and begged and yeah. asked and did all the right things. And, uh, and so he'll be back in today to do an hour and a half. That's awesome. I mean, I'm excited. This is like radio royalty. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sitting next to radio royalty too. That's you. Um, but to, yeah, I'm, 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 I, what, I guess I qualify as a Duke. So is that, yeah. that's pretty high level. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, not depending on how you look at it. No, <laughs> at least you're not the jester or how you spell it, <laughs> but I'm excited. That'll happen, uh, right around eight. How's this gesture? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the court gesture. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that'll happen at eight 30, maybe before, I don't know. It's, we're kind of winging it today. We'll just see. And again, Mike back next week. Uh, and it looks like as early as Monday, but who knows? Uh, today is Open Phones Friday. Excited about that. That's the day where you can call in and do, you know, talk about whatever you want. Right. And topics we've covered, the IVF. You could talk about the caucus, uh, Wintrow, uh, Trachel, all, all of that. The firing squads, whatever you want. The, <laughs> I mean, we, we went all over the board. The lack of firing squads. The lack of firing squads. The lack of being able to find a main vein. Is that... <laughs> Yeah. Can I say that? Uh, yeah, that's Open Phones Friday. What I liked are how many people who actually had experience finding veins who called us up yesterday and said, you know, all you got to do is go to the neck. Squeeze <laughs> this or squeeze that or go to the neck or do something. And, <laughs> and I'm like you when we were talking about it. You said it's, sometimes it's hard to find a vein on you. Well, yeah. I mean, I I used to give blood to quite a bit at the uh, Red Cross. Actually, I, I haven't really since COVID. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. They changed a lot of the, the rules and stuff at sure, that point. Yeah. But, and, you know, of course, I go in and... and uh, get my blood drawn every now and then for, uh, you know, medical reasons. And, yeah. and quite often, uh, I have had uh, a professional phlebotomist, in other words, uh, like a vampire, somebody who, you know, yeah. uh, is able to get blood out of you. Um, and, and they stick me with a, a needle like seven, eight times, uh, both arms and try and can't really find a vein that will, you know, drain blood, Golly. but eventually they always do. Yeah. I, I'm However, in that boat too. Uh, with, 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 with Creech, they tried eight times and gave up and, I don't know. It, it, maybe maybe there's an Idaho State rule about you know how many times you can try to there must to, be to get a vein before you um, execute somebody. There there must be. I mean, I don't know. That's happened to me too. I'm the same way. They can never find uh, the vein, and they go to the right arm, and then the left arm, and they keep going bouncing back and forth, and they put a tourniquet on or whatever they do to make the vein. As I understand out. it, we have a lot of veins, but right. it's not as simple as it sounds. Right, exactly. But they eventually find it. But I was thinking about that while you guys were talking yesterday, and we were we were talking about cruel and unusual punishment. Mm-hmm. And here you are giving blood, getting stabbed seven times, and I don't know. I don't know that I thought about it when I was yeah, getting stabbed. I, I mean. Thought, doesn't seem that cruel. I mean, to me. inserting yeah. a needle into somebody and stabbing them are slightly different. That's true. I did. I did yeah. embellish a bit, but <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think the needle was so cruel. I, I just. But you. You. You might be right with the with the count. I mean, there might be a level. Say, hey, it's it's eight in his case. Yeah. And no more. So we can talk about that. Uh, open phones Friday, wide open. Any topic you choose. I can't guarantee I'll know what you're talking about, but I I can. Chris will. Boy, he knows everything. Uh, some of the stories we are looking at today. Future of the creature. You flatter me, sir. 
execution. We can talk more about that. Documents filed in another case seeking the death penalty in Idaho. We'll talk about that. Uh, Ada County Sheriff's Office launching. Why, why would they do that yesterday when they know, know. we can't do it correctly or I, we haven't figured it out yet? It seems like a, it seems like a bad plan altogether. Yeah. Also, uh, BSU <laughs> announcing the 2024 football schedule, which of course, uh, Chris will talk about coming up in sports. In fact, mm-hmm. it's time to grab some sports right now, but it's brought to you by Pork Billy and Cuna. Chef Wally and the crew prepping right now as we speak. Maybe getting the batter ready for the porky uh, bacon waffles or maybe some sweet cream pancakes. They open at 7 o'clock, 271 North Avenue B in CUNA. The Boise State football schedule for this fall has been released. Home games will be against Portland State, Washington State, Utah State, San Diego State, Nevada, and Oregon State. Road games will be at Georgia Southern, Oregon, Hawaii, Nevada, Las Vegas, San Jose State, and Wyoming. The season opens with road games at Georgia Southern August 31st and Oregon September 7th. The home opener will be against Portland State not until September 21st, though. As of right now, all games are scheduled on Saturdays, but all are subject to change based upon television coverage. After four wins in a row, the Boise State men's basketball team will host New Mexico Saturday at 6 p.m. at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos are 12 and 2 at home this season. They're 20 and 8 overall and 11 and 4 in conference, tied for first place in the Mountain West with Utah State. New Mexico is 21 and 7 overall and 9 and 6 in conference, good for sixth place. When Boise State played the Lobos in Albuquerque January 31st, the Broncos won 86-78. to That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, not exactly Casper and Chris, but come Monday. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a song, Chris? It is. It's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, come Monday. It, it should be. We're it'll, saying it'll, next week. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Come Monday. I'll be holding you tight. <laughs> okay, that's where I go the other way there. But yeah, but yeah, so we're excited about Mike coming back. In the meantime, today you got me and Chris, and uh, and then Paul J. Schneider, radio legend. Can yeah. I say that? Is that? Yeah, he was nominated for the uh, Radio Hall of Fame. Was he really? Uh-huh. That's crazy, but cool. Very, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, what does? I'm sure we'll cover this when we get to it, but what does he do in retirement? Does he do anything? Uh, I mean, I hear him... Do what, some ads. It, it's like it's like you know uh, where does a five hundred pound gorilla sit? Anywhere he wants. Yeah, true. So he that. just does whatever he wants. I mean, he's not a five hundred pound gorilla. No, but he does do what he wants when he's retired, and he is. Yeah, I see. He, him. he sleeps in. He told me one day that uh, you know he had to come in here and cut some commercials yeah. at eleven thirty. And he said eleven thirty. I don't like to get up that early. <laughs> and this is years after getting up at three or four in the morning. Right, right. You do that your whole life. It's hard to shake. When that. when he uh, would do ball games in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes like on a Thursday night or something, the next morning he would be on the air with me at 5 a.m., even though it was either 1 or 2 a.m. in Hawaii, and he'd just be, you know, up in the middle of the night doing just the morning doing show, the show in Boise, Idaho. Committed, a professional yeah, he always his job. He always did the show from the road, no matter who he was, Houston, San Diego, you know, anywhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's how he probably achieved his status of greatness. So very That's I'm part excited. of it. Sure. That's going to happen right around 8.30. It may happen sooner. It may happen later because he's retired, so he may come in earlier or later. <laughs> we don't know. Or he'll hit the mark. I don't know. <laughs> he's probably so used to hitting the mark, he'll be here right at 830. <laughs> uh, today, it, let's, let's put it this way. I worked with him for 17 years. Know how many, know how many times he was late? I'm, Zero. 
So there you go. Know how many times I was late? About seven. 8.30, he will be here, no doubt about it. Uh, today is uh, National Peanut Butter Lover's Day, and the only mm. reason I, I brought that up is I love peanut butter. Oh, me too. And I know there's people that don't, but... Well, you, you had a friend who had never tried it, and he was like 60 years old? <laughs> yeah, 60 years old. We had him over to the house. My wife and I invited him over. That's insane. And we made peanut butter jelly sandwiches just for him, mm-hmm. and he said, I don't eat peanut butter. And I said, well... Do you, what don't you like about it? And he said, I, I don't know. I've never tried it. But it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And I won't tell you what he equated it to, uh, but you can imagine. And so Actually, he, yes, I can. He took a bite of the peanut butter and promptly spit it out right on my counter. Wow. And my wife just looked at him. We looked at each other. And part of that was in jest. But he spit it out, and he goes, no way. That's not for me. He really? also, same guy, doesn't drink coffee. So, um, well, coffee, a lot of people don't like, but peanut butter is kind of, I mean, apart from people who have peanut allergies, it's pretty universal. I mean, come on. So if you need an excuse to have some peanut butter, there it is. National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. And yesterday, we didn't really talk about it, but it was a leap year. It was the last day of February, 29th Mm -hmm. of February. A day we only get once every four years, right? Just about. I, uh, I I know a guy who turned sixty, but in reality he turned fifteen because he's only yeah. had fifteen birthdays. <laughs> I love it, like dog years, right? So I I wondered, and I know you know the story behind it, but I wondered what would happen if we didn't do the leap year. I know it adjusts the calendar. So here's some interesting tidbits from that. It takes right. Earth about three hundred sixty-five point two four days to orbit the sun, which is 365 days, 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds. Those right. extra hours create enough time. Well, about every four years, it yeah. makes for an extra day. Exactly. If we didn't add the extra day, the calendar would shift about 25 days every 100 years, meaning that after about 600 years, Christmas would actually be in July. Wow, just like it is in Australia. Nice and hot. Well, I mean, it's not in July in Australia, right. but it's the summer months. December is the middle of their summer. Right, exactly. In a sense, it would be middle of summer. Same thing, yes, uh, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. So we would have an early winter Christmas again. We wouldn't for another 850 years, which means you and I <laughs> would not, we wouldn't see that. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Leap years. Karma being what it is. This true. Uh, they're vital to the months to keep them in sync with the seasons and the annual events and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. People have recognized the need for leap year for thousands of years, and the current Gregorian calendar has been in use since the 1500s. So if you didn't know, the length of a day is also periodically adjusted. I had no idea. Who who adjusts it? It's it's, it's like a a second or something. Yeah, exactly. It is a second. It's called a leap second uh, because of variations in the Earth's rotations. But unlike a leap day, leap seconds are not added on a regular schedule because those variations are not as predictable Last time a leap second was added was December 31st, 2016. Oh, okay. So here we are eight years later. Seven and they and haven't added another second yet. No, no. Uh, some other things that happen once every four years, Liam Neeson stars in a revenge movie. <laughs> That's every four years. Uh, it seems you, like it's more often than that. <laughs> you run out of soy sauce every four years. Well, you can. I don't ever run out of I, soy sauce. I don't either. We still have all the packets from every Chinese food we've ever ordered. <laughs> it's true. Uh, let's see. Ugh, this one's rough. Nick Cannon uses a condom. I <clears throat> uh, I don't think it's that got, often. <laughs> you got 11 children <laughs> from like, like 11 you know, yeah. d- different girlfriends? Something like that, yes. Uh, Jim Cramer is right about the stock market. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Oh, and this one, this is one of my favorites. Every four years, uh, this happens just like leap year. You get a shopping cart with four working wheels. 
every no. four, four years. Yep. Again, that's way too often. Traffic and weather on the way. Phone lines are open if you want to get through, 208-336-3700. And, of course, you can always email chris at kboi.com. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Yes, we are News Talk KBOI, and uh, this is not Mike, but it is Chris. Thank goodness for Chris, well, right? I mean, I'm Chris. Yeah, that's right. You're Derek. I'm Derek. Producer Derek, in case you right. didn't know. Normally off the mic, today on the mic, unleashed on the mic, and so far having a blast, and uh, I hope everybody is too. It's going to be lighter today. I mean, it's Friday. How bad could it be, right? That's right. It's yeah. it's finally Friday, and I'm glad that it's Friday. And it's National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. I also love that. I also love uh, Open Phones Friday. It's always exciting uh, to find out what people are calling about. And uh, the phone is uh, ringing already, and we've got all kinds of different topics, so we're going to hit them right away. Paul is standing by right now. Let me grab line one over here, Chris. And uh, Paul had a question for us. Okay. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Good morning. Pretty good. Hey, Paul. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Good morning, Chris. You know, you guys have nicknames. I call in there every day, so I'm thinking the nicknames that are appropriate for you that I could say on air. But I'd rather say them off air before I say them on air. <laughs> All right, we'll stay on yeah, the line. I'll talk to you after. Probably wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I, I'm just wondering, Chris. You, you're a pretty sharp guy. You always you have an answer just about for everything. Not being a smart aleck, but just you have them. And what I'm concerned about is, what is Plan C? Sit and sit and wait for Creech. Oh, for Creech, they're they're going to try to uh, uh, have another death warrant for him, and try to rule that they're going to execute him once again, and then I guess they'll give it another try at some point. So, what's next for Creech is uh, essentially death, but we don't know yet whether the state will do it or whether he'll you know end up just dying of natural causes. Exactly. He's not going to escape. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. As far as we know. Yeah, yeah as far as we know. And, um, it, he's going to get it again. Some, then, somebody wrote him the other day that said, well, if I were a creature, I'd be trying to escape right now. You know, well, he's in maximum security. So. Right. <laughs> good, good luck with that. Somebody just watched Escape from Alcatraz or something. Well, yeah. And they think they can just cut the vent out. Uh, yeah, so or it, the Shawshank Redemption. It, right. Exactly. <laughs> the money's under the tree. He can Shawshank his way out of there. Good luck. Uh, but yes, you're, you, you know, I mean, it's probably going to turn pretty quick, too. They're not going to let him sit there for another 40 years. Well, of course, he won't sit there for 40 years, but well, not unless he's really a physical specimen. That's, some sort. that's right. And so far, we know he's not because he has no veins or they can't find well, them. Good. Well, I mean, you know, uh, but it should turn pretty quick. I would imagine they're they're hustling, you know, right now. And trying to get a new death warrant, and yeah. uh, and we'll keep you posted, of course. I, w- whether or not they're actually building that uh, firing squad facility, I don't know. Right, exactly. It seems like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They may, maybe they already spent the whole eight hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. Hopefully, they're getting like interest said, on it. Like I said they probably hired an architect from uh, to, from Europe to build it, and he, you know, took the whole eight hundred thousand, and then <laughs> they ha- they have nothing left. <laughs> don't give me. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> On a smaller scale? No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know. It has me. It's, it's uh, been a library thing. <laughs> 37 minutes after 6, six o'clock uh, right now on your Friday. Linda is on the line. Linda, stay right where you are. we got to take a break. We're going to do that. We're going to come back. We will take your phone call. If you want to get through on the program, you can do that, too. 208-336-3700. It's Open Phones Friday. Of course, if you can't call, you can always email chris at kboi.com.
Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is 642 on your Friday. <laughs> I am so glad it's Friday. Uh, me too, actually. I, I just, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not feeling good. I, I can tell. No, I've got a bit of a cold. Yeah, a, a coded by dose. Your voice sounds. Wait a second. Your voice sounds a little different. Yeah, exactly. Like it's plugged up. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate you being here because otherwise it would be solo, folks. You all appreciate Chris being here. Although maybe we could have woke Nate up. I think he just got too tired, didn't he? As uh, he gets well, a little older, I think he he's gets... been he's been doing double shifts all week, and <laughs> yes. that's. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's lot. a lot for anybody. It's yeah. a lot because a lot of people think we we get or you get off the air and you're done, but that's not the case. No, there's it's a regular more, job after that. More to do. That's right. It could be eight to ten hours a in, day in preparation for further broadcasting. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, phone lines are open on the line right now. We've got uh, Linda. She is way up in the north corner of Montana. Uh, good morning, Linda. How are you this morning? And first of all, I want to ask you, how are you listening to the show? Are you listening on AM or are you catching it online? I'm catching it AM because I live very rural and I've used uh, radio for years to listen to Boise and I'm excited that Paul J. Snyder is going to be on. I'm hoping my radio holds out till then. <laughs> and Now, um, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You don't sound a day over 25 years old. It's impossible that you listen to Paul J. Well, um, your ears are a little stopped up, but <laughs> she, she listened as a teenager. I, I, okay, <laughs> I wanted to offer condolences to Mike and his entire family. And, oh, that's very um, nice. That's very nice. And I think that you guys torture my taste buds in the morning with your ads from Pork Barrel. Oh wow! Yeah, it sounds yeah. delicious. <laughs> and, it is uh, delicious. <laughs> you need to get a plane ticket right now and get on a plane and head to Boise. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Well, they don't fly into Cuna, I but we can take you over there. <laughs> I know I wouldn't be disappointed at all. But um, I'm excited about Paul J. Snyder being on, and he was the one that would – I have a, a little team of recreation sled dogs, and he would always occasionally cover the sporting event called the Iditarod in Alaska. Oh, I love and it. And it, it. it starts March um, first Saturday, so it's coming right up. And, Ooh, very excited. I'll – I'll jump off, and you guys have a wonderful day, and it's you too. good to be in tune. Well, thank you very thank you, much. Jeff. And uh, at 8.30, that's when Paul J. Uh, will be here. And it's exciting for me, too, because uh, I've just seen him roaming around the hallways. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what. I've never met him. I've never shook his hand, but he is radio royalty, and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about that. It's time to head over to, uh, I guess you'd call it the KBOI Sports Center, where Chris is hanging out. It's brought to you by... Pork belly and cuna. See, she just talked about that, and here mm-hmm. we go. Hip drips, neat eats like chicken and waffles or pork belly hash. Check out the menu online at theporkbellyidaho.com. They're open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Boise State women's softball team sat through a 90-minute rain delay before taking the field Thursday in the DeMarini Invitational at Stanford. They then were shut out 7 nothing by the number 7 Cardinal as Stanford pitcher Nigeri Kennedy Gave up only three hits. Wow. Today, the Broncos play number three, Georgia, at 1.30 p.m. and have a rematch with Stanford at 4 p.m. 
The state boys basketball tournaments tipped off last night in 5A, the division with the largest schools. Hawaii beat Middleton 62-38. Madison top capital 46-38. Coeur d'Alene beat Lake City 60-49. And Timberline topped Eagle 49-32. Timberline is the only remaining uh, Treasure Valley team in 5A that still has a chance for the championship. In Division 4A, Ridgeview got by Twin Falls, 52-49. Pocatello beat Sandpoint, 77-42. Hillcrest topped Blackfoot, 73-59. And Bishop Kelly beat Minico, 54-38. 3A winners were Snake River, Teton, Bonners Ferry, and Marsh Valley. 2A winners were Coal Valley Christian, Westside, Ambrose, and Nampa Christian. 1A Division One winners were Lapway, Butte County, Potlatch, and Lakeside. And 1A Division Two winners were Camas County, Cascade, Kendrick, and Garden Valley. That's sports. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Woohoo! <laughs> Yes, it is showtime. I thought he was going to say buckle up buttercup, but he he didn't. Uh, National Pe- Peanut buttercup might have been good. You know, those are good. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites. That was a great, by the way, that was a great commercial in uh, during the Super Bowl where they were changing the peanut buttercup. Do you remember that one? No. <laughs> they were changing, they were adding caramel to it. They're getting rid of the peanut buttercup. <laughs> and people were all upset. They said, well, we're adding caramel. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, we're making it bigger. That's, oh, that's great. <laughs> Are you keeping the old one, too? Yeah. Okay, we're good with oh, that. Oh, fine, then. You know, <laughs> more variety. That's good. Are you chunky or smooth? I don't mean I don't uh, mean it like me, that. Me, I mean, me personally? I, either either one, really. I've, I've probably eaten more smooth than chunky over the years, but I like either one. I do, too, actually. I never got into the one where there was oil at the top. You know, like the... Yeah, the natural? Yeah, where you got to stir it and all that. I'm more of a... I think yeah, a I'm, jiffy, I'm, skippy... I'm much more used to unnatural food. Yeah, me, too. Uh, Oprah Winfrey... Speaking of food, she's leaving Weight Watchers. You might have seen this, but you might not know why. Uh, no, you're right. I don't. She's been uh, on the board of directors since 2015, so it's quite yeah. a while. I mean, nine, nine years. years. Yeah. Right. Uh, no coincidence. She's announced a few months ago she's been using a weight loss, a loss drug like Ozempic, or I don't oh, know how to pronounce she's, it. And she's dropping a bunch then, huh? She's dropping a bunch. Yeah. A Weight Watchers executive says Oprah will uh, donate all of her stock to the National Museum of African American History and Culture. It was valued at, get this, and it's a donation, which is a great write-off for her, right? I'm sure she needs it. Sure. But it's also uh, great for the African American History and Culture Museum. Uh, $18 million, Chris. Ooh, goodness gracious. That's a load of money. Well, she can do it. Um, Since her announcement, it's dropped a little bit. Uh, but still, it's a lot of money. In an effort to, quote, eliminate any perceived conflict of interest around her taking a weight loss drug medication, it doesn't seem like there's any ill will, though. Oprah says she's going to continue to collaborate with Weight Watchers and be an advocate for weight, health, and obesity issues, which I think is kind of good. Uh, and I like the donation, too, and I'm glad that the drug is helping people lose weight. I, I, I'm i right there where I might want to try it. I'm just not 100% sure. Hmm. I got to think about it some more. It works. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. There's no question about it. Uh, watching people lose weight, just dropping the weight like crazy. And it doesn't seem to have 
too bad a side effect. So I like the idea of it. Uh, coming up at 820, the damn near impossible question. Yeah, it's a little different today. <laughs> it's for a $50 gift certificate to a pork belly in CUNA. They open at 7 o'clock, which is about 15 seconds from now. 50% of dog owners say their dog enjoys this. What is it? If you know, be here at 820. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The caucus is new this year, a result of the Idaho legislature seemingly unintentionally eliminating the presidential primary election last year. The Idaho Capital Sun reports that Idaho's March 2nd Republican presidential caucus will take place just before the March 5th Super Tuesday primaries, the date when there are more primary elections and caucuses than any other day this year. The Idaho caucus will begin at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. Idaho Republican Party Chairwoman Dorothy Moon said the caucus will feature one round of voting and is expected to last for 90 minutes to two hours at the larger sites, depending on how long registration and credentialing takes. Moon said that after tabulating results from all 210 caucus sites, party leaders hope to announce the caucus results by 5 or 6 p.m. Saturday. Yeah, that's coming up uh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. One of the things you should probably know about that um, if you don't, is you already have to be registered. You can't show up, right, Chris? You can't That's just... true, yeah. You have to have registered actually before the first of the year. Yeah, it was the 31st, I think, of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you didn't do that and you're new to the area, and there are a lot of new folks uh, to the area, as we all know, um, if you didn't get that done in time, you would have to, if you're from Idaho, you'd have to go back to where you came from to vote. I don't yeah. mean go yeah. back to well, where you came from. I don't back mean that. where back wherever your previous address was. Yeah, so I would have to drive um, because I didn't do it. Or let's put time. it this way: the last place you were registered. Yeah, exactly. Which may not be the last place you lived, of course. Uh, but yeah, I would have to drive something like seven and a half hours to to vote. So you're gonna skip it? I'm gonna. Yeah, I think that's just too far. I mean, it is on the weekend, so I could get it done. Uh, Nikki Haley, Donald Trump. Of course, Nikki Haley, uh, his former UN ambassador. In case you forgot, uh, they will compete for the 32 Republican delegates. Yeah, I guess they're the only ones left on the Idaho ballot. I mean, it, yeah. the, the ballot itself has uh, apparently several people on it, but the only ones that actually are, uh, uh, you know, going to receive uh, votes or eligible to would be Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. Yeah, from what I'm from what I'm gathering, there um, Ryan Binkley's still on there, Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. So I imagine they just discard. All the ones who have already dropped out. Yeah, I can't imagine that anybody would still vote for those people because it just would make yeah. no sense. They could, though. Yeah, and they probably. I mean, if you will, don't, if you right. don't, if you don't like Donald Trump or Nikki Haley, I yeah, mean, you know, <laughs> it could be a protest vote. <laughs> check any box you want. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all of Idaho's thirty-two Republican delegates will be awarded uh, to the candidate who receives more than fifty percent of the statewide vote. If no candidate receives a vote uh, majority. The delegates will be allocated in proportion to the statewide vote results, although a candidate must receive at least 15% to qualify for any delegates uh, total. Which well, is That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think that's fair. I've already, um, I've already forgotten most of it, but it, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> I tried to keep it simple. Yeah. Uh, the state party is expected to announce the final vote results and the winner, as you just heard Debbie say, at some point during caucus night. Now, they're saying, what, an hour and a half? They're giving 90 minutes? Mm-hmm. So figure three, four, five hours. Well, I was going to say, you did this before, right? Yeah. Well, and, it, I, I didn't, but I, I know somebody who was at one of the uh, 
the recent caucuses. Uh, actually, I, come to think of it, it was in 2016, and it was the, the, the Democratic yeah. caucus, mm-hmm. and it just went on for just hours. Yeah. And I that was s- a weird one anyway, because there were so many people there that that uh, raised their hands for uh, Bernie Sanders, and yet the next morning, uh, when they you know counted up the delegates, uh, most of them went to Hillary Clinton. Fascinating. That's fascinating. Uh, how, I don't know how that works exactly. Yeah, I don't either. The, the, the last um, Idaho Republican um, caucus was in 2012. Mitt Romney, who's now a, a Utah senator, yeah. won with 62% of the vote as part of uh, that year's Super Tuesday, which is what, March 5th, Super Tuesday, I think? And then Romney ended up uh, that year as the uh, Republican nominee for president, but lost to Barack Obama. That's right. That is right. Um, as of February 1st, which I know is 30 days ago, but there were more than 581,000 registered Republicans in Idaho, about 58% of all registered voters. Um, the last time the state party held presidential caucuses in 2012, it was nearly 45,000 votes cast, roughly one-fifth of all registered Republicans at the time. Um, if you don't know, the state's party caucus rules have no provision for earlier absentee voting, so just keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, as of Saturday, there will be 135 days until the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee and 248 days until the November general election. So oh, I, will, I will hold my breath. As I know, everyone listening and that's over. will do. Uh, there's, there's another um, individual. Um, they're trying to get the death penalty on. And you and I talked about this earlier. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that they're doing it on the heels of the Thomas Creech case. Because of the hassle that, but but maybe they'll iron all that out. Uh, I think we're going to change our state motto to "We never give up." <laughs> See, I knew you'd make me laugh all morning, and <laughs> probably everyone. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Jeremy Best. We've got the story. Uh, we'll get to that story coming up in just a little while. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. I want to have fun on Friday, of course, okay. National Peanut Butter Day, National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. So I don't want to get too deep into that, but we, we'll talk about that in just a little while. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about the firing squad. There's a new study out that says they are more humane than lethal injection. Now, I don't know if they're asking the people who have had both <laughs> or or how they're it's hard they're to get coming. people who have had lethal injection right, exactly. to answer any questions. That's right. I mean, Thomas Creech, can, they can probably... <laughs> Probably okay. That was too. Well, yeah, I think that was yeah, too soon for that. Actually, he almost had. Yeah, so he, he might give us some feedback on that. Anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Jeremy Best case. Uh, they're seeking the death penalty in that one. That's also in Idaho. Plus, uh, we'll find out what's going on with the market. Yeah, what Creech had kind of qualifies more as acupuncture. That's right. <laughs> Which doesn't seem cruel and unusual. No, not really. That's just me. Uh, anyway, we, we'll talk to uh, our good friend, uh, find out what's going on with the stock report here in just a little while. That'll be uh, in a few minutes. I know uh, as of yesterday, my my crypto was doing really well. But it seems like crypto does really well when the stock market what's, does poorly. What's that one with like a Japanese name or something? That, uh, uh, well, I have a lot it, of shares. It, of it. it just keeps going up. It's that... Uh, well, Shiba Inu. She, that's it. Shiba Inu. <laughs> Shiba Inu. I mean, I mean, it's only you know, like you know, point oh 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 three two cents, you know, per share. But it, it just keeps going up like nine percent, eleven percent. Yeah, twelve. I, 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 keep getting, I keep getting those notices. Do but. you have Shiba? No. Well, Chris, uh, if I told you uh, before you knew how much it costs per share, right? If I told you I had thirty million shares, it would probably impress you. Uh, until you figure out that what is that about a dollar's worth. <laughs> 
it's pretty cheap. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of exactly. a penny. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll check in. That's, like, that's like asking somebody, how many rice can I buy? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right now, it is 15 minutes after 7 o'clock. Phone lines are open, uh, but we're going to talk to Jeremiah Bates, so uh, give us a call after that, 208-336-3700. Right now, it's time for sports, and it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Chef Wally serving breakfast all day, every day, open seven days a week, 7 to 2. Pork Belly and Cuna at theporkbellyidaho.com. From November 23rd until Thursday, the Detroit Pistons were alone with the worst record in the NBA. The Pistons didn't play Thursday, but the Washington Wizards did, and they lost to the Lakers 134-131 in overtime. Now the Wizards are tied with Detroit for last place with nine wins and 49 losses. Also Thursday, San Antonio snapped a four-game losing streak, defeating Oklahoma City 132-118. to In that game, rookie Victor Wembanyama became the first player ever with at least 10 rebounds, five assists, five blocks, and five three-pointers in the same game. He's fun to watch. Have you watched him play? Yeah, he's 7'4". Yeah, and he's good. Wembanyama finished with uh, 28 points and 12 rebounds. The Boise State football schedule for this fall has been released. Home games will be against Portland State, Washington State, Utah State, San Diego State, Nevada, and Oregon State. Road games will be at Georgia Southern, Oregon, Hawaii, Nevada, Las Vegas, San Jose State, and Wyoming. The season opens with road games at Georgia Southern August 31st and Oregon September 7th. The home opener will be against Portland State September 21st. As of right now, all games are scheduled on Saturdays, but all are subject to change based upon television coverage. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI. It is, it is Friday, uh, Market Report. And I'm looking here. Jeremiah Bates is on the line right now. And uh, I'm looking... At yesterday's close, and that that had to be some kind of record. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's start to this year has been hey if you if you're invested in the market, it's been it's been doing great. We had the Nasdaq hitting its uh, first record close in more than two years after yesterday. February was a positive month. Mm-hmm. Of course, we did have some volatility in in the mix there, obviously with some inflation reports from the prior month coming through and kind of rattling expectations of where the Federal Reserve is going to move interest rates. But I, that's that was a theme going into the year. It's going to be a theme that's going to be constant throughout the year. Is what are these big economic data sets and how is that going to force or move the hand of our central bank. And there's still some uncertainty. Obviously, the general consensus is now that we're not going to see rate cuts till the, really, I mean, in my opinion, probably third or fourth quarter at the soonest. But again, we just got to see how things shake out. So obviously hitting record highs. Looking at today, uh, things are relatively flat. Uh, I would say things are flat across the board. Very little change as we're coming into the close of the week. But if we're looking at some activity that's happening this morning, uh, you don't have to look too far to New York Community Bank Corp. Not looking good. Shares are down 23%. Now, this is going to be something that I think needs to be has a close eye on. It's particularly around these regional banks, these small regional banks and their exposure to bad real estate loans. And that's exactly what happened in New York Community Bank. Uh, they had the write down, I think, a $2.4 billion loss in surprise real estate loan loss. And it's not, and it shouldn't be too much of a surprise because if you look at the rate at which interest rates increased, it lowered the value of this real estate. Obviously, COVID, you had that dramatically affecting the commercial real estate sector. Uh, you have the, 
the individuals taking on those loans, having a little bit harder time making good, paying off these loans. So again, it's it's harder for these clients to pay off these loans. This could mean significant losses in the commercial real estate loan sector. And now the question really becomes, it's similar to the last year when we were seeing these smaller regional banks actually fail. Is this is there a contagion effect or is this just really mitigated to New York Community Bank Corp and maybe these into these smaller community banks that are just in a specific loan sector given their demog- given their area they're just recognizing yeah, they bigger loan losses but this is where it's interesting cuz these smaller banks so if you look at banks that have about 10 billion dollars in assets or less the commercial real estate loan sector represents almost 40% of their overall loan portfolio. So if we continue to see some significant bad news come from that sector, we might see more regional banks uh, go the way of New York Community Bank. And it's it's we're seeing it widespread. I mean, across the board, we're seeing a yeah, lot of regional yeah. banks come under some selling pressure thus far this morning. I checked their shares and they were down 20% yesterday. That's incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their their earnings report that was uh, released after the closing bell, uh, it's not boding well. So, again, not the fear monger here, but it's something that, I mean, should have been top of mind last year when you saw these regional banks really come under that, um, come, come under those hard times. And, of course, that was more so around the government bonds, safe loans, but those prices dropped. And then they had to keep those ratios in line. But now we're looking at a different different animal here in the on the lending side of things and commercial and specifically with commercial real estate and more so around these smaller regional banks. So again, as far as the bank failures, uh, I wouldn't be too concerned with that. I mean, our administration is coming pretty, they came in ham-handed, and they're really going to do their best to prevent a cataclysmic collapse across that sector. That is but nice if, you have, if you have stock exposure as an investor mm-hmm. to these smaller regional banks, that's where I would be concerned. All right. Jeremiah, thank you uh, very much. We look forward to the rest of your reports uh, throughout the day. We'll check in with you, and have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you, gents. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Uh-oh. Here comes that smooth jazz. <laughs> I can't do Nate's voice. Stanley Clark and George Duke. Hey, welcome to the program. <laughs> it does feel like that. You know, you were talking, and I and I don't know if you're going to talk about it coming up in, in sports or not, the Boise uh, State football schedule. Yeah. But I was looking at it. Do you think it's easier? No. <sighs> I mean, we play Washington State, Oregon, and Oregon State this year. We do play Portland State, which there's a, should be a win. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how the rest of the Mountain West is going to be. I don't either. I was looking at the Hawaii game, which is uh, what October 12th or something like that. That would be a fun one. Oh, that's that Las Vegas are back to back weeks. Those would be uh, you know great road games to yeah, go to. No doubt about it. And then the final game, the final game, that's probably I don't know how the Beavers are going to be. Oregon State at at uh, <sighs> Senior Night, Albertson Stadium. That's going to be Senior Night. That'll be West. a sold out show, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. That's going to be great. Looking forward to the season. It feels like football was just over not too long ago, and here and here we go again. For some people, probably they've been waiting with bated breath, and yeah. now we got the dream team. Just hope they should I have said that? Baited it with something that smells good. Yeah, not worms or something yeah, like exactly. marshmallow, you know, caviar, fish eggs, uh, so to speak. We talked a little earlier about uh, a new death penalty case. Uh, that is... Uh, yeah, we never give up. Yeah, that shows our resilience, doesn't it? Uh, there's a gentleman named Jeremy Best. Now, some of you may have heard the, the story. 
Uh, prosecutors have filed court documents stating that they'll be seeking the death penalty in the case of Jeremy Best, uh, who is accused of killing his pregnant wife and unborn child. Oh, and their infant son. He's, yeah. pled, he's pled not guilty, um, and his attorneys have sought some uh, the indictment against him and dismissed, citing mental health claims. Um, after a mental competency hearing, the Department of Health and Welfare found him fit to stand trial. But yeah. Idaho doesn't recognize the insanity plea anyway. That's true. We don't. So I, I think we figure, hey, everybody's a little insane. It's no excuse. Right, exactly. So I, I'm guessing it's to make sure that he understands why he's being accused yeah. or whatever. You know, can you understand well, you, what we're yeah, telling you? Yeah, you can be ruled incompetent yeah. by a judge, but uh, not, you know temporarily insane yeah which is interesting we'll talk more about this uh coming up in just a little bit plus on the way uh 820 you're shot at uh 50 bucks to uh pork belly and cuna with the impossible question the damn near impossible question i'll give that to you again here coming up at eight o'clock or so uh, we're going to take a break right here uh we'll get your weather and your traffic and all that good stuff and we'll be back with more chris will have sports for you and don't forget your chance to uh score some basketball tickets for uh men's basketball you can text right now. All you got to do is text uh, the word Broncos, 336-3700. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper will be back on Monday. Well, maybe Tuesday. Well, maybe <laughs> Wednesday. We're not sure. We're shooting for Monday. We're shooting for Monday. Uh, there were footprints... In the building. Not really. I mean, he didn't wear muddy shoes and walk through the hallway. But uh, I noticed this morning when I got in the production room that somebody named Mike Casper was logged onto the computer. Oh, boy. No, that's not 100%. I mean, somebody else could know his password and all that. But uh, we're assuming that he is back and uh, Mike uh, losing his dad uh, over the last week and uh, uh, probably going through some rough stuff. Uh, it's always tough when you you lose a loved one, and right. I know you and I have talked about that. It's happened to us, and yeah. uh, it's happened to a lot of you listening too. It's a it's a tough thing, and um, we wish him the best, and we look forward to uh, to his return as well. Uh, on the line with us, it is uh, Open Phones Friday, and we've got Gary. He's in Nampa, and uh, Gary, you've been very very patient this morning. How can we help you? Yeah, I drive drive for a living around the valley, and. I've noticed that all along Highway 2026 from Caldwell to Highway 16, mm-hmm. on the one side of the road, almost all the buildings are boarded up. The same thing on Karcher Road from the boulevard headed west. So I'm assuming and hoping that that means there are major, much-needed road expansions going on or planned for both of those areas, yeah. but I haven't heard any scheduling of that or any details on that. I was wondering if you or any of your listeners know any timetables on either of those. There uh, is a widening project going on, but it's been going on for a couple of years on 2026, and they also yeah, um, are planning to build uh, several hundred new houses in that area. That's a short, short area Yeah, that that's being widened right now this would be uh several miles worth and i'm hoping it's for a road widening and not just tearing them down to put in a new community but but both of those areas have a 
almost all of the houses on one side of the road, and it's just on one side of the road, are are boarded up. So I'm assuming that they're eventually going to be demolished and and uh, expanded roadways put in. Well, that would be nice if you know. Uh, I mean, 2026 should be wider. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I know they're going to build about 400 houses. Uh, in technically in Caldwell, but right by uh, 2026, so you know, like on the way to Middleton, I guess. There you go. Uh, and, and the great thing about this program and this station is that uh, there are a lot of people listening. And Gary, thank you very much uh, for calling this morning. Have a great weekend. Uh, but there are a lot of people listening that may know exactly. They may be working on the project um, that could call in. The phone lines, again, are open this morning. It's easy to get through, 208-336-3700. If you have anything for Gary there, in that specific area, feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call, and uh, and we can uh, move forward and, and get the information uh, for him that we have. Now, we talked a little bit about Jeremy Best. We've got more on that, but we don't have time to get into it right now because it is time uh, for sports. And for that, we always turn to Chris. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. They are open right this very moment. Get into Pork Belly in CUNA. Try the biscuits and gravy. Rumor has it it's so good that Mike Casper, and you can verify uh, this, Chris, or not, he orders it as soup. Is that right? <laughs> he orders it as a beverage, I think. <laughs> Sucks it through a straw. Mm-hmm. Check it out. The menu is online, theporkbellyidaho.com. Or better yet, just stop by in person and uh, grab some breakfast. You can get it all day long. Chris? After four wins in a row, the Boise State men's basketball team will host New Mexico Saturday at 6 p.m. at Extra Mile Arena. The Broncos are 12-2 and at home this season. They're 20-8 and overall and 11-4 and in conference, tied for first place in the Mountain West with Utah State. New Mexico is 21-7 and overall and 9-6 and in conference, which is good for sixth place. When Boise State played the Lobos in Albuquerque January 31st, the Broncos won 86-78. The Boise State women's softball team sat through a 90-minute rain delay before taking the field Thursday in the D. Marini Invitational at Stanford. They then were shut out 7 nothing by the number 7 Cardinal as Stanford pitcher uh, Nigeri Kennedy gave up only three hits. Today, the Broncos play number 3 Georgia at 1.30 p.m. and have a rematch with Stanford at 4 p.m. That's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. With many pharmaceutical companies now barring the use of their drugs in execution, states are looking to more antiquated methods. Idaho lawmakers passing a bill this week which authorizes firing squads joining Mississippi, Utah, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. And while firing squads may seem less humane than lethal injection, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor is among those saying it's actually a more humane method. A study of U.S. executions from 1890 to 2010 Finding over 7% of lethal injections went wrong with some prisoners writhing in pain, while not a single firing squad execution during that time was botched. That's interesting. That's from one year ago. Mm -hmm. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, when you've got, you know, like, what is it, 12 guys? No no matter how many you have, when you have a whole bunch of guys shooting uh, at a target that's over somebody's heart, the chances of that being botched are uh, fairly low. I wonder why, when studies like that come out, I don't know if it's because of how primitive it, it seems to be to some, but I wonder why it's not the other way around, where where the firing squad, since it is based on that study we just yeah. heard, more humane, 
why that isn't the primary. Because it seems more violent, I think. Is that it? it regardless yeah, I, of whether it is or not, it seems violent. Yeah, I, okay, that's fair. I mean, that is fair to say. And maybe that's why it isn't the primary. But now that we look at this this next... Ooh, I was going to say gentleman. I don't think I can yeah. say that. Uh, Jeremy Best, who they're seeking the death penalty for, you know, in Idaho. Now that we move on to, to him and we know there's an, a possible error, can we use the secondary for him? I mean, we've got, a, what, 40 years to build... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, well, I mean, and that makes sense because if he was just put on death row, then we probably have decades before this will actually happen. Right. Exactly. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Court documents filed by the prosecutors uh, detail the aggravating circumstances. Jeremy Best, I'm talking about, are seeking the death penalty on the heels of the Thomas Creech. I'm going to say botched execution, which we talked about earlier. They're probably going to turn that pretty quick and get another death warrant. Um, and come right back to the plate. Uh, but on the heels of that, this this story came out yesterday. Um, aggravating circumstances that are required when seeking the death penalty for Jeremy Best. Reasons listed include that the defendant is accused of killing multiple people, that the murders were especially heinous, atrocious, or cruel, and that the defendant's actions during and after the murders constitute a continuing threat to society. Well, that makes sense. It does make sense. What's strange to me, and I get the cruel and unusual part, but part of the reasons for applying the death penalty include cruel and atrocious and heinous. Yeah, well, crimes, yeah, exactly. <sighs> you said the new slogan, we never give up. Idaho, we never <laughs> give up. I got some I more for you. I got... <laughs> we're, we're unable to execute somebody, but we're not going to stop trying. <laughs> I, have, I have two more. If at first we don't succeed, exactly, you can finish that one. Try, try again. Uh, and then, and then uh, this one, and you know, I don't know how this one fits in. You can't fail if you don't try. Really, that's true. it. Is it is true? You can't execute somebody unless you keep giving it that old college. Try. That's that's exactly right. Not that that's what you did in college, but right, exactly. Uh, we had um, senators in this week yesterday. Yeah, uh, Wintrow and Trakel, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, both of them commented um, on the secondary method of execution, which is firing squad. We'll, we'll hear part of that uh, coming up in just a few minutes, just a couple of minutes. And uh, we'll do that at the top of the hour. Uh, before we get into today's damn near impossible question, we'll do all that uh, coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to take a break. If you want to get through on the phone lines, you can do that. Our phone number is 208-336-3700. Of course, you can email Chris. You're probably getting loads of email, Chris. I apologize, but it's only right. it's only one one email this morning. <laughs> so that is Chris at KBOI.com. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is the Casper and Chris show, but it's uh, me, producer Derek, and uh, Chris Walton. And Chris, thank you for coming in and being there today. I know you don't oh, feel great, <laughs> but you look marvelous. I've, I've felt worse than this. <laughs> well, uh, I imagine I'll see you maybe sometime next week in the new Wrinkle Effect jeans. Have you seen these? I have not. You want to be cool, you got to act like you just don't care, Chris. All right. But only to a point. Zara, 
is now selling... Oh, you can't wear these. Well, your wife could. They're now selling women's jeans <laughs> that look like... You're right. Been, she, she looks much better in women's jeans than I do. I think so. I can't even imagine. I have mom jeans, jeans, but technically they're not actually made for women. Are they apple bottom jeans? <laughs> no. This went south in a hurry. Uh, women's jeans. Zara now selling... Uh, jeans that look like they've been balled up in the corner of your bedroom for a month. They really do. I went and looked at the picture. They're called wrinkle effect jeans. <laughs> they just look so, terrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because you know, I, I understand the distressed jeans yeah, and, and no, the ones yeah. that already have the pre-rips in them and stuff like that that they're selling, but pre-wrinkled ones? These are wrinkles that you cannot iron out. <laughs> I don't know what they do to make it like that. And this is desirable why? Well, social media is having a field day with it. It's the jeans I forgot when I find them in the bottom of the wardrobe. One person joked that someone who hates folding laundry came up with these jeans. Well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> they do look terrible. Just toss them in I there. Mean, they'll be fine. I wear wrinkly stuff from time to time, but not like this. Well, on the radio, nobody cares. Nobody we can see us. Wrinkly stuff. So I'm not spending $70, but if you want to, you can go to people Zara's write to the, website. People write to the TV newscasters all the time and you know, tell them, I don't think you should wear this, or I, I didn't like that dress, or you know, why don't you... They don't care what we wear at all. We never get any kind of mail like that. But if you do want to mail something, it's chris at kboi.com. That is the email address that you hit. And, uh, I mean, who knows? You got a question real quick? It may affect his wardrobe. Yeah, we do have the question for today. It's an easy one for a $50 gift certificate coming up at the about 820 for our our friends out there, Pork Belly and Cuna. 50% of dog owners say their dog enjoys this. What is it? Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Not even close. It's so far from <laughs> Casper and Chris, I don't even know what to say anymore. Uh, hey, we, we are not alone anymore. We are not alone. We have a very special uh, visitor, co-host, <laughs> legend in the studio right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Paul J. Schneider. It hey. is my, my first time meeting you, so I appreciate you coming in. Good to meet you. Yes, you too, and I understand you and Chris go way back, so I'll just shut yes, up for yes. the next 40 minutes. You're from we, North Idaho, is that Yes, right? yeah, I come down from North Idaho. Uh, Priest Lake area? Yeah. Uh, Sam Pretty Point. up there. It yeah. is pretty. Except it is pretty. friends up in Bonner's Ferry. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know yeah. who that is. Yeah. We were talking earlier about their uh, their high school basketball team and and, and how they generally have short people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they're just short of people. Both. <laughs> yeah. I think they lost. Did they lose? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they lost. They mm. lost. Well, welcome back. I, Thank you. I just want to, I just, I'm fascinated by your, um, by your length of doing a show with Chris. I mean, I've only been doing it for one day. How yeah. did you do 17 years? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It was easy. <laughs> he was already here and established. I just kind of just, you know, jumped on the bandwagon. And my my throw to him was right, Chris. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You are Paul J. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> I knew I was. I almost missed my old cue. <laughs> yeah, first dirt cutter, now me. Oh, there we go. Uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can it get any better? Everyone's back. Everybody's back. Thomas Creech still with us? Yes, as a matter of fact, he could even be listening right now. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Does he have a radio in his? I don't cell? have the slightest idea. Mm. There are others who do, though. You know, I, 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 I was thinking. I mean, I'm not a Tom Creech fan. I don't know how you could be. But that... <laughs> 
just go yeah. try to put yourself in his place. Uh huh. You know, and you, you know, you're walking in there and walking. Well, you have five minutes. What, what, yeah. What? Yeah, and then we and you're going. Hurry up! No, 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 no! Take your time! Yeah, exactly. No, no, no! You know it's uh, you know there's cruel and unusual punishment. Uh huh. I think you have to have intent to have cruel, right? I suppose so. Yeah. But that was unusual. It 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 was unusual. It was. I, I mean, it, that was their uh, that was their actual first attempt to uh, to actually put him to death, and uh, they managed to stab him eight times with small needles, but they did not kill him. As a guy who has. Rolling veins mm-hmm. and hidden veins—that's me. <laughs> I mean, they can—they can never. Oh, me neither. Find my vein, but always seem to get it done. That's true. They always get it done. Yeah, I, I generally come out of a, a phlebotomist appointment with uh, <laughs> maybe like five holes in my left uh, arm and, and Did six, you say six more in my, a phlebotomist. That's oh, phlebotomist. Phlebotomist. I thought you said lobotomist. No, 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 no. Go on. I thought you were. You only get one appointment with a lobotomist. <laughs> yeah, and then after that, you're kind of like, you know. I like your personality better oh, now. exactly right. <laughs> He's seasoned with age. Yeah. I think that's what's going on. Uh, we've got a call right now from uh, Nat Middleton, and uh, he, he's happy uh, you're here today. And he wanted to ask some questions about uh, BSU football. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Hey, Paul. How are you doing? Chris and everything. I'm doing great. Uh, Sorry about Middleton see- yesterday. Yeah. What happened in Middleton? They lost to oh, Hawaii. They lost in the, in, in the, yeah, in to the, the best so, team in the state, yeah, probably. Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. No, they're very good in Middleton this year. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was just wondering, you know, just be like the old Paul Jace back in the day where we just talked for the first two hours of uh, the morning about uh, Boise State football. I was wondering if we could talk about your predictions for the neat year of uh, Boise State football. 11 and 1. Next question. <laughs> well done. <laughs> That would be great, wouldn't it? A really, really tough schedule. But the thing, the thing I like about—I don't have one here in front of me—but they they start out at Georgia Southern, and uh, that's all right. Oh, you got one. There we go. Start out at Georgia Southern on the road, and you know I think it's good. You know, like last year they they were thrown in against Washington, a team that made the national championship yeah. game in the first game. And uh, at least they get a warm-up game against Georgia Southern before they play, you know, probably a top-five team in uh, Oregon. Oregon, right. So, uh, and I, I, Oregon's supposed to be very good. I, I think Boise can win all the conference games. Um, the Pac-2 games. Washington State and Oregon Washington State. Washington State and, and Oregon both, State. And they're both home games. They're both home, and they both... Lost a lot of players, yeah. and uh, Oregon State's the last game of the year, mm-hmm. so uh, Hay will be in the barn by then, probably. <laughs> but um, the Washington State game on the 28th, I think, of September will really, um, I, I think, be an indicator as to where they are. But uh, I, I like this team, I think. Haven't seen him waiting for spring ball. It's good to have Cutter back. Um He'll help in developing this quarterback. And, and as you know, on paper, the talent level is pretty good. It's yeah, it's really high, and they they did very well, obviously. In the portal. In in the portal, because uh, they picked up a quarterback, two wide receivers. You know, they got a lot of stuff done. Okay, Matt? Okay. Thank All you. right, good to talk to you. <laughs> KBOI News Time is 8.13. You're listening to News Talk, KBOI.
Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, it's not exactly Casper and Chris. It's Chris and a blast from the past. Paul J. Schneider, Yay. and uh, we're having some fun this morning. Mm-hmm. And gentlemen, I just turn the show over to you right now. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. We oh, do have a op- phone call, though. I- yes, well, it is Open Phones Friday. We should probably take that call. Yes, indeed. Uh, Dale is on the line, Shackelford. Um, and uh, where are you calling from, Dale? The Idaho State Correctional Center. Hey, Dale, Hi. how are you? Hello. What, what, uh, what's the attitude like there today? Well, it's, uh, as far as I, I'm in the Idaho State Correctional Center now, but I, I did spend 10 years on death row myself. Uh, the apathy, I guess, would be the, the singular word uh, as far as the prisoners are concerned uh, regarding the Thomas Creech ex- execution. Really? Yeah. Uh, in fact, other than seeing it on the, uh, on the news, most prisoners had no idea who or or what was even going on uh, you know there were some precautions security precautions taken you know there was a limited movement during the uh the day of the 28th but other than that there was no real um, issues that's kind of interesting yet I, I would think it would be big talk out there because it's something that you know that some of you have e- either had to deal with or will well, not not at this particular institution. Uh, Idaho State Correctional Center does have a closed custody unit. Mm-hmm. And I, as I understand it, there were some issues uh, in the closed custody unit, and they may have been, I think the, the administration pointed to the execution as the reason for the issues. But uh, because I don't live in the closed custody unit, I'm in the medium custody, uh, I'm not really privy to what actually happened mm-hmm. over there. Uh, what, what's your? T- how do you feel about the death penalty? Well, I personally agree with the death penalty. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with uh, the way that it's handled in Idaho. Um, I know that, again, I myself sat on death row for 10 years, even though my death penalties were overturned uh, a th- about three years into my sentence. Uh, the, the Idaho Department of Correction actually left me sitting on death row until I was resentenced, and I was given uh, life sentences, uh, life without parole sentences. But they left me sitting on death row for seven years. What What's a day like on death row? Well, I mean, you get up in the morning, what happens? Uh, effectively, the prisoner in death row is in solitary confinement mm-hmm. and has been for years, obviously. Uh, you get up, you get your meal fed to you through the door, through a, what they call the bean slot or the, the chuck hole. Uh, you, then you have to give your tray back. The sit around, watch TV. If you decide to go outside for an hour or so, that may end up being three or four hours. So you, sometimes you don't even want to go outside. Get a shower once every three days or at least, and then Again, things may have changed since I was there. I came here in uh, 2011. But sitting around watching television, listening to the radio, listening to KBOI, Paul J., of course. Uh, and it's, 
I'd almost rather be in, in the solitary confinement than where I am now because we're I'm housed with another prisoner and, and there's all you know the issues that go along with that. Yeah. What uh, what should happen with Creech? Should they just uh, say enough is enough? It's been twelve times now we've tried to carry out the sentence. Uh, just let them go, or what do you think should happen? I think they should carry out the sentence. I, you know, you were talking about mottos earlier. You know, change. I think Derek, and before you got there, Paul. Right, I, Derek, I heard it coming in. <laughs> uh, I think the the Idaho Department of Correction needs to change their motto to, to Idaho. We're working on it, <laughs> uh, and you know they. There's so many things that just fall through the cracks, and I think it's inattention to detail. I did talk to one of the medical staff here, and I don't know that she had any involvement with the execution team or not. She may have. I don't know. But she did mention that uh, wearing goggles, as was described by uh, one of the reporters on, on television, uh, actually limits your ability to find veins. And I'm not a medical professional, so I don't I don't know the, the answer to that. But if you can't see through a pair of you know goggles to, to see the vein, then I think they were wearing the goggles not so much for personal protection, but to keep their identities hidden. Mm, possibly, yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's something I wouldn't have thought about, but uh, probably viable. Uh, one of the other things I noted too, and, and you know, I'm not I'm not an attorney, and I obviously can't practice law, but I did, you know, looking up the, the methods of execution in Idaho, it's in uh, uh, Idaho Code 1927-16. The punishment of death shall be inflicted by the following methods, and they added firing squad as you mentioned last year, um, but it originally. It says continuous intravenous administration of a lethal quantity of a substance or substances approved by the director of the Idaho Department of Correction until death is pronounced by a coroner. It doesn't say what those substances need to be. Just whatever the director approves, then. According to the statute, and Mm. again, I you know I'm not an attorney and I can't make those interpretations, but. Just on, on the bare reading of it, it seems like it could be drain cleaner for that matter. Oh, yeah. antifreeze. Uh, That's the first thing that popped into my head. Just yeah. swallow this. Right. Uh, and, and the medical person that I did talk to, she, she mentioned that these drugs that they're using you know, are like $70,000 to use in the execution. I don't know that to be true, but I do know that uh, there was an issue several years back where the director was found to have... Uh, then uh, had a, a briefcase full of money to buy the drugs to execute either Richard, I believe it was Richard Levin. Uh, and there was a big thing with the uh, Idaho ACLU trying to get the records about it. But again, you know, someone mentioned, one of the callers mentioned on, on your show earlier in the week that, you know, fentanyl is, is available everywhere. <laughs> Any street corner. <laughs> Every street corner. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I can only give you my personal opinion on these things, but, you know, if you can't do it right, don't do it at all. Yeah. But I would think that the state of Idaho, you know, we're, at least the Department of Corrections, we're just now leaping into the 90s, technologically speaking. <laughs> all right, Dale, thank hey, you for Dale. the call. Yeah, I, I heard earlier in the week... Mm-hmm that uh, one of the last executions in Washington State, 
and they execute you by hanging in Washington State. Serious? Yeah. They couldn't find the hangman. I mean, not a job, you know, where you got a lot of people going, oh, I got the license. Exactly. So they ended up going to South Africa to get a hangman they got to an come impo- to Washington. They got an imported wow. hangman? They imported him. They're expensive. From several continents away, yeah, oceans away. Wow. I just got a text, uh, just came in that said, what about a port? You know, like they do for a cancer patient, they put a port on the skin where you can access. So like do that ahead of time. Right, exactly. Maybe a month ahead of time. You have some Well, a day maybe would do it. Well, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, or a handful of fentanyl. Well, yeah. There's that. And and, and, we we talked about that earlier. It's not really, the, the point isn't that we don't know how to kill somebody because we do. Well, the firing squad seems to be. Well, yeah, that yeah. Uh, it would be quite effective. The 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 point is uh, just getting permission to do it legally exactly. in in, a, in any particular way. So we got uh, it'll be the thirteenth time he's been sentenced to death. I imagine if they so. send him to death again, yeah, the thirteenth the thirteenth death warrant, and they are going for another one. I thought it was interesting the guy we just had on that said he'd rather be on death row. As well, far j- as the just because of the. Did you hear the noise in the background? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's quieter. Yeah, he, he'd rather be uh, isolated than have. Trying a to watch TV here. <laughs> don't make me mad. I don't know. It's it's not fun to have a roommate you're not married to. No, at my age, you know, I just sleep all day. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm the oldest person living in the U.S. At this point in time, that's not at the southern border. <laughs> I was wondering where that was how, going. How did you? How did you restrain yourself? I don't know. Well, I don't you know. never go all the way to the border. See, anyway. a bunch you, of these old you, people cripping around the border. You go to you go to Phoenix and Austin and like San Antonio, but you know, um, you don't really have any desire, I guess, to head down to Juarez. No, no I don't. I've been been there, done that. Yeah, exactly. Juarez, interesting. $5 cab ride to Juarez. $50 cab ride Back from- out of Juarez. You learn that one real quick. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. And people will pay probably 10 times as much to get back from Juarez. Yeah, exactly, because it's usually like midnight. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, <laughs> surly characters oh, everywhere. Oh, those Juarez nights. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's it's down around that area where, uh, uh, like, like for instance, when when my dad was a kid, he listened to radio that came out of that area. Yeah, and, and a lot of people did because yeah, you know too. the the yeah, the Mexican stations. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as the transmitter was on the other side of the border, they could blast you know eighty thousand watts. Yeah, exactly. And they'd have it. You know. Yeah. What and was, you can uh, hear it over half the United States. What was Wolfman's Wolfman sta- XERB? Mm-hmm. Isn't that wasn't that it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that was it. 80,000 watts, XARB. Yeah. Just across the border. And that's how Wolfman Jack. Electrocuting cattle that rubbed up against <laughs> fences. <laughs> Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, I've said this many times, it is not really Casper and Chris. It is Paul, Jay, and Chris right now, and we are having some fun. All I can think about is Wolfman Jack killing cows. Yeah. Electricity, I'm sorry. 
Well, it wasn't technically him. It was, you know, technically, I guess, the engineer of the station. That <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Let me surge some more power toward Canada. Yeah. 100,000 watts. Yeah. Those were the days. Though. I mean, and my dad loved that when he was... Oh, yeah. Me, me, and what's funny, he said he couldn't get... Um, on, on the first floor of their house, he couldn't get a signal, but on the second floor, he could hear it perfectly. Where did he live? In Rock Creek, Idaho, about, there you about go. by Hanson. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And and he's getting a perfect radio station, and it's coming from Mexico. Or I probably was Arizona. listening at the same time. Yeah, Texas on the border, anyway. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's I, open phones Friday. If you got something you want to talk about, give us a call. 336-3700 still the number. Uh, yeah, did you pay yeah. the bills? We we did. Yeah, so okay. Uh, let's see. Todd says, uh, hey, Chris, tell Paul J. I said hello. Oh, and hi to you, too, I guess. That's uh, <laughs> that, Todd that uh, Todd Clark that does Lola, the oh, yeah. card. Do you remember how he put, yeah, us yeah. In, he put us in Lola? That was great. He sends me cards occasionally. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jim P., carbon monoxide, readily available, doesn't cost much. <laughs> uh, t- They're backing about, a car into the, yeah. Talking about Creech, yeah. Yeah, back a car in, roll the windows down, mm-hmm. start her up, put uh, th- her on KBOI. Th- this is not, uh, so, yeah, exactly. So we're the last thing you'll hear. Yeah. Um, this this is not signed, but it says, please ask Paul J. if he listens to the show, and if he does, why doesn't he call in? Because <laughs> he yeah. was on for 50 years. Well, yeah, and, and uh, it's really funny. People would go, yeah, I bet you uh, miss it a bit. You miss getting up at four. You know, no. <laughs> but You ever uh, wake up at four and look at the clock and then smile because you can go back to sleep? Yeah, I listen to the radio now and then. Hmm. It's uh, the big difference, more political now. Yeah. Woo-hoo. That's true. I'd probably get in it fights. Has, it has ramped up quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, more political than it used to be. And mm-hmm. yeah, I do uh, go... Man, I should call in, but I don't. I don't have a phone. Yeah, good point. You have a phone. No. You don't? Is this a phone? (laughs) Oh, I do have a phone. (laughs) You don't smoke, so it's not a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and this is, somebody wrote in and said the same thing that was uh, suggested earlier. Why not put a port in Creech the day before his next execution attempt? Is that an option? Uh, who knows? I mean, it's it, we've got to go according to whatever the rules are, but apparently the rules are actually figured out by the director of corrections in the state, not necessarily by the legislature. So whatever the director of uh, corrections uh, signs off on, I well, guess, he can could happen. say, put a port in. Yeah. You're sentenced to death row, instant port. Yeah, exactly. You know the Zions Bank building? How do we get up there? I mean, anything, really. Like like we said, it's it's not a matter of we don't know how to kill somebody. It's how, it's a matter of doing it lawfully and according to the rules and yeah, legally according to the specs, I guess. When it comes to the uh, firing squad, you know, and facility. they talk, they always uh, have these figures on how many hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. it costs to execute somebody. Bullet costs twenty six cents. <laughs> Actually, they probably cost more than that now. Well, they probably do. I haven't purchased one in a while. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I get bullet points every day, but that's... You don't have to defend yourself against your neighbors. Uh, Remains to be seen. We just moved into a (laughs) new place, so... I know. I heard about that. Yeah, we'll we'll give it a few more weeks and find out, but... Yeah. 
So far, so far, there hasn't been any gunplay anywhere near our. our uh, that's that's excellent. The front of our house. So I can't speak for outside the fence. It's it's a gated place now. Oh really? Yeah, well, la you da. Yeah. Pip pip tut tut. Oh, no wonder you haven't asked me over. <laughs> also, most of our stuff is just sitting where we put it when we first walked in. We're you know we're still we're still rearranging. That's why I haven't moved in the last it, well, fifty years. Exactly. Eventually, you've got too much stuff to move. Exactly. It's been almost 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Getting the older? Mm. Never mind. I've already <laughs> used that joke. <laughs> I'll head for the border. <laughs> true. Okay, open you, you phone's Friday. Looks he's, like, uh, he's the oldest person in America right now who's not down at the border. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, Randy... In Magic Valley, all right. Randy, good morning. Oh, Jay, uh, you know, you were the greatest, really, when you were calling the Boise State games. Uh, I had I fun. Loved it. I had oh, fun. Hey, man, it was great. I was really, I love Beeler, and I'm a big fan, but I just, the way you called the games, I'm, I would. You know, there was, I worked for Channel 7 as a grip, just, you know, holding the parabolic mic, and I'm pretty sure it was the day that we finally beat Idaho on the in the snow, and we hadn't beat him for 13 years, and, and I was there working as a grip. And I ran into you somewhere, and you don't know me, and but I was, I'm a talkative cuss, and, <laughs> and I asked you about it. And you you said some, some very choice words about getting tired of losing to Idaho. I can't remember exactly what you said, but you didn't mince any words. And uh, I just remember it was great. It was great listening to you. I'm, it's nice to hear you again. Thanks a lot for what you did. I'll hang up. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Randy. It would have been 94 then. Yeah, 1994 yeah. when uh, we had an <clears> – <throat> Famed assistant coach who climbed up on the uh, Al Borges. Al Borges yeah. climbed and, up on the goalposts, and, and you could and tried to bring them down, and eventually and just stopped. You could it, see all the way <laughs> to Egypt because his pants went. <laughs> yeah, and one of the great that's pictures true. Was, of all time. It was the middle of the day, but the moon was <laughs> out. I, that, that's was a good point. Indeed. All right, let's go to Paul of Nampa. Paul, good morning. Oh, we should wait, huh? Should we wait here? Okay, Paul, good morning. Hey, Paul. Yeah. You're on, Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just, I'm amazed. I, I, the last time I talked with Paul Jay was was in 2000, year 2000. I was in a dump truck, and I was working, and if you looked at it, it looked like it might just fall apart before you got in it. It was that bad. And it had an AM radio, and the only station that it had in there was 670 KBOI. So I turned it on, and Paul Day was there, and I was just given a, a a cell phone, one of the first one of the cell phones that came out for this company, and they allowed us to have one to communicate. And I called Paul Day, and it was it was my 24, 24th year and uh, birthday, and and so I called, and, and he wished me a happy birthday, and and I'll tell you, it was it was just horrible being in that vehicle. It was kind of like a death trap, and you didn't want to be in it. 
Well, you're listening to the right radio station anyway, Paul. Thank well you. Well done. We're up against a break yes, here. Yes, we are. <laughs> we That's... are. Phone lines are open if you want to talk to uh, Paul J. You can. Or Chris. Chris is here, too. Uh, and, and I'm here, too. But hey. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Come for the news, stay for the party. <laughs> That's what we got going on right now. Paul J in studio with uh, with Chris Walton, and we are having some fun. We got uh, Mike is on the line, and uh, he wants to go back in time a little bit, Paul. Okay, uh, Mike, am I supposed to do this? Do I push this here? I got you. Okay, you got me. Hi, Mike. Boy, how soon we forget, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I get, this is completely foreign to me. <laughs> New boards and everything. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, two questions. Number one, how long did you uh, share a microphone with Lon Dunn? 22 years. Second, how long? 22 years. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah. Quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then uh, status on Lon Dunn? Oh, uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Doggone it. Yeah, he anyway. had cancer. And uh, died over in the Seattle area. Seattle, and he moved around after he left Boise. Yeah, actually, he was—he lived on an airport. Really? What? He lived on—he lived on a runway on an airport. Um, well, you'd have to move around just a lot, south right? of Canada. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was weird. He had his sailboat up there, but yeah, he passed away sadly. Oh. Okay, that's too bad. Yeah, that, I think you mentioned him some time ago. And wasn't he building some furniture for a while in New Mexico or something? Yeah, in, in Arizona, yeah, he did that for a long time. Yeah. yeah, he looked pretty good at it too. Yeah, he was good at it. He he did a good job. I just bring that up because I used to advertise with you guys selling the tools that we manufactured mm-hmm. a long time ago. All righty. What 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 was your business? Uh, Shopsmith. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, good talking to you, Mike. Likewise, good hearing you on the radio. Thank you. All right, thank you. And and Lon did several things after retiring from radio. I know he lived in McCall for a while. Well, and then he moved to Mexico. Uh Uh-huh. And then to Arizona for a long time. Well, and he was he was even performing in like an Old West show or something down yeah. there. And he looked like Buffalo Bill, but didn't he call himself Will Be Done? Will Be Done. I like and that. he'd arrest people, <laughs> throw them in jail. It was, uh, it was a power trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun stuff. But yeah, good guy. All right, let's go to our next caller. There's something in there. Looks like Ray and Meridian Ray. Hey, it's Randy, but that's... Oh, cool. Randy. Hey, Randy. <laughs> Hi, Randy. Hey, Paul J., it's wonderful to talk with you. Good morning, everybody. Um, I moved up here in 96, mm-hmm. and my first season with Boise State football was when uh, they moved to D1 and won one game against a D1 team and one game against some crappy team, and Pokey died. Yes. And Idaho ran the score up on him. I've hated Idaho ever since. I'm a former high school football coach down in Orange County. And just can't, I just despise Idaho. But anyway, <laughs> listening. <laughs> How do you feel about the Vandals? Yeah. yeah. Listening to you uh, and all the moments and uh, my, 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 the acceleration in the program, how fast they got good. I'm thrilled to have Cutter back. I think, uh, you know, he's going to really help them out. 
this I'm and I'm from Orange County where I uh, coached, and this Malachi Nelson kid, um, he Los Alamitos is just powerhouse. They are just tremendous football team down there, hmm. uh, and he was the again the number one recruit in the nation his senior year out of high school. So went to SC as we all know, and I I really am envisioning some amazing things from uh, Cutter being there and working with him. I, I really think that's going to work out. I, I'm, I'm sure hoping so. I He has a tremendous talent, this kid. It's it's amazing. And uh, the Fiesta Bowl, Paul J. Yes. My gosh. <laughs> Your calls on those three plays, you know, were just I, – I was listening to those network bozos, and they were excited. And then I've heard your calls. Oh, my gosh, it just brings tingles down my spine listening to those three plays. Uh, I had 50 people over my house watching that game, all rooting for BSU, wow. and it, it was insane. I mean, it was, it was the best fo- football game ever. It, it might be. It's in, the, it's in the discussion for a fact. And, well, I, and I listened to the uh, Oklahoma broadcast on the way back to the hotel, uh-huh. they played all oh. all of our calls, and uh, nice. he goes, and they lose. <laughs> <laughs> that was his last three words. And they're, they they're lose. The, oh, they're, they're Ian Johnson, and yes. they lose. Yeah, that was, uh, that was just like the most amazing, uh, amazing. Well, it was the most amazing football game I've ever seen because I was rooting for BSU. Yeah, those poor Oklahoma folks. Oh boy! Yeah, they don't think it's the greatest game ever. Oh no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> but I know exactly how they felt at the end, and that was surprised. Yep. <laughs> boy, were they what? surprised? Do we get the ball back? <laughs> no. No, that's that. That's the end of it. Really, it's over. Yep. But uh, it's it's awesome to hear you back here on this station. I'd listen to it all the time, pretty much every day, and. I listened when you were doing the shows, and it's uh, it's great to chat with you guys. Uh, good, good to talk to you. Have a good yeah. Friday. That the the day of of uh, the Fiesta Bowl back in, in was it was January first, two thousand seven. Yep. Yeah. And I remember I was on Radio Row outside the stadium there for quite a while, and I kept uh, talking to the guys that were broadcasting from like Tulsa or Oklahoma mm-hmm. State that were there. And I ended up going on one guy's show. A couple of them asked me, but they were a little arrogant for my taste at the time. Yes. And so I finally went on one guy's show, and it was it turned out it was Jim Traber, who had been an outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles, but right. he had gone to Oklahoma State. And I even, <laughs> I, I even teased him about, what are you doing covering the Sooners now? You know, you're a, you're a cowboy. But anyway, he was talking, and it was funny, he was the same way, a little on the arrogant side, that we were talking about he asked me how long did i think boise state would be able to stay with oklahoma and i said why where's oklahoma going yeah how long is the game yeah exactly yeah. i'm gonna say 60 minutes what do you think yeah. but he, he just thought that you know well if if, if if it's if it's close at halftime that'll be fun for everyone when and Stoops, it wasn't close at halftime we were what weren't we up by like 18 or something yeah time? <clears throat> and if the punt doesn't hit, what's his name in the ankle? Yeah, exactly. Boise State wins by three touchdowns. Right. Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Um, what was I going to say? I was. 
Oh, talking yesterday to some guys from Boise State, mm-hmm. and uh, Bob Stoops did not remember Ian Johnson or Jared Zabransky's name. Serious. In the press conference. And right then I went, we got a chance. We That's got a chance funny. here. So he was they really. not taking us seriously. He was really overlooking Boise State at the time. Yep. Nice. And, and we were, were glad well, to and see it. I, I still remember the, the thing you told me that morning. You, you said never, never bet against an undefeated team. Exactly. And you were right. It's like race, horse racing. Yeah. Never bet against an undefeated horse. That beats him. Uh, Bill Campbell Jr. has Ooh. written in, and he uh, uh, listens to the program, and he wants to know if you remember his father, Bill Campbell Sr., Baseball, Bill? Absolutely. I do indeed. Indeed. So yes. do I. <laughs> a good guy, and in, in, um, whenever you see the Boise Hawks, he's the reason. Yeah. He is the reason. Mm-hmm. Kept baseball going for years. That's good to hear that. Yeah. Blast from thank, the past. Thank you, Bill Jr. Okay, let's go back uh, to the phones. And Scott at Caldwell. Scott. Hi, Paul J. Hey, what was your relationship like with Bob Curtis? We were best friends. I I thought so. They, they gave each other a hard time continuously. We, we I mean, you know, publicly we gave each other a hard time. But on the, when we'd meet on the road, we'd always have beers together yeah. Yeah, after the games. And, and it was it was great. I knew his wife. You, the story about the time that he, he fell off a stage he fell or off something. The stage down yeah. at, uh, and it knocked him out at the University of Idaho. And then you were standing over him when he walked, when he woke up, and he says, uh, "I woke up and I saw the face of Paul Jay, and I thought I was in hell." Yeah, I'm in hell. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly All what right. he said. Yeah, we were good buds. All right, good for you. I'll thank you. All right, KBOI News Time, nine sixteen. We'll be back. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yes, it is Casper and Chris and Paul J. And me. <laughs> and Bob and Willie and, and, and Ed and Marie. Sacco and, and Benzetti. And let's not forget Nancy. Bomba the Jungle Boy. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy called in while you guys were talking and didn't have time to be on the air. Uh, but she and Chris, she didn't ask about you, but I'll throw this out there. Yeah, right. When are you either of you going to write a book? How about that? Well, Chris is getting started on his. I'm going to wait a while. <laughs> yeah, I just sat down at the computer and uh, let's see. It was a dark me, and stormy night. Dark and stormy night. <laughs> Suddenly what, what a shot you, rang out. What does, your, what does your timeline look like on the book? My timeline on the book is that uh, Frank of Eagle? No, no, he's got a different one. We'll that was Nancy. Him. No, the timeline. My timeline on the book is never. <laughs> I'm too lazy to write a book, and I know I probably should. And uh, when Jeff Caves was here, we did a series of interviews, and there must be twenty hours worth. Wow. I mean, not kidding. And uh, Nate Shellman has him. Here, and I suppose well, you know, a ghostwriter could take that and just make a book now. Yeah. Wow. How much money do I get? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing if, now. And, and if I volunteer More later, yeah, right. And if I volunteer as the ghostwriter, how much could I get too? <laughs> so uh, I, I have no plans at this 
point in time to write a book because, and the truth is, honest God's truth, too lazy. Mm. Is that bad? That's no, bad. that's not bad. All right, let's go to Frank of Eagle. Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Paul Jay, it's good to hear your voice again. Thank you. I have a funny story, just a short version. About 2011, 2012, I would call in periodically, every once a week or twice a week, that type thing. And I, at the time, I was Frank from Star. And my wife didn't know this until one day she walks in, and I'm on the radio. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess I embarrassed her. It's just one of those things, like, she can't believe that her husband's on the radio talking to the radio station. So uh, you fast forward to the end of the year, when 11 or 12, and we went to the, Boise State went to the, one of the, the Vegas Bowls, and we're on the plane and uh, to charter, and you come in, and you, I'm on the aisle seat, and you sit right behind me. And my wife is next to me, and she's a little short woman, and I, I leaned over to her, I said, hey, sweetheart, I said, that's Paul Jay right behind me. I said, you've heard the voice, but that's Paul Jay. She says, really? So we're just getting ready to take off, or maybe we just did take off. She stands up, she turns around, and she looks at you, and she says, hi, Paul Jay, and you very cordial. You said, hi, how are you? Fine. She looks at me, and she points at me, and she says, this is Frank from Star. <laughs> and I was so I was so embarrassed. My three rolls by the plane all looked like, who really cares, you know, type thing. And you were very funny, very cordial about it. You said something like, oh, now I can put a face with a name. But my wife still tells that story. You know, she, she got to introduce me to you on the plane. And, and you may have noticed how short my wife is. Actually, I, I did. I was so I was focused on you, and I was blushing so bad at that point in time. I couldn't see through my eyes at all. At that point <laughs> time, so. But good to hear you. I'm glad you're glad you're doing well, and good to hear your voice again. All right, Frank. Thank you. Thanks for the call. That's, I, oh, I, that was cool. Yeah, and, and one of the things about Boise growing mm-hmm. in the old days when I first started traveling with Boise State. I knew everybody on the airplane. Right. Everybody on, and now I know nobody. Right. Nobody. Because it, it could be anybody. I mean, there are so many fans now, and yeah. and and there's a Bronco Nation. I mean, nationwide, you've got fans everywhere. Yeah, it's it's amazing how how the uh, town has grown. Eight hundred and eleven thousand people in the in the valley. In the valley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That is. Uh. Got a couple instant messages here. Let me get to one of them real quickly. Uh, this is uh, oh for Ed. All, all Ed wrote was a criminal in every port. <laughs> exactly, a port in every criminal. Uh, well, yeah, that, yeah, that also would figure, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brandon says your discussion reminded me of oh th- this morning reminded me of this old Reese's peanut butter commercial you got your peanut butter in my chocolate you got your chocolate in my peanut butter as a kid i was crushed when my mom would not let me scoop out peanut butter from the jar with a chocolate bar like on the commercials now really? i'm now i'm old and trying to be healthy and do get the peanut butter uh, you have to stir <laughs> i like that oh yeah cuz earlier yeah. we were talking about today you break off the candy bar <laughs> yeah today today is <laughs> national peanut butter lovers day Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. We just I, didn't want the oily peanut butter. That, that no. Was, <laughs> yeah, the natural fast. Yeah, I, that. I, I, Give I, me something I think, that's not good for me. Yeah. A, a brand new, uh, a brand new jar of peanut butter and a a tablespoon. I think is a good meal. Actually. Yeah. That's what I spread it yeah. with too. A tablespoon. Mm-hmm. Let's go to John, a Boise. John. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good. Good to hear you. It's been a long time. 
I've been listening to you since 1980 when I first moved to Boise. Wowzers. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to your pal Lon Dunn? Uh, Lon passed away in the Seattle area. He had cancer. He died about, oh, dear. yeah, just about two years ago. Oh, dear. Well, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Kind of like him, too. Yeah, we kind of uh, stayed in touch. Um, you know, he moved around a lot. He went to to uh, Arizona and Mexico and back yeah. to Arizona and Washington. Yeah. So we stayed in touch until he passed. Uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's good to hear you. I miss you. I remember I was listening to you when 9-11 happened, and you guys had to sign off right away. I remember that well. Yeah, Chris was yeah. Uh, here as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was. You had a guy on there at one time, I can't remember his name, uh, he had a routine, something about Amblin Al, your cartoon pal. Do you remember him? I remember that, but Al? Amblin Al, your cartoon Was it Big pal. Al? No, no. I think the guy had drug problems. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, wasn't, he wasn't there very long, maybe six months at most. Hmm. Okay, thanks, John. we got to take a break. It's 927. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. Oh, uh, we're back. This is the disco mode, Paul J. You like that? I do. Bless uh, you. Pardon me. Yeah. Hey, I got a text from Donna mm-hmm. uh, who wanted an update on Natalie. Natalie, my daughter, Natalie. I just passed a picture around. Um, she's 31, lives in Austin, Texas, has been down there 10 years. Yeah, at least well, 10 yeah, years. Since she got out of college, so about since 10 years. Since she got yeah. out of college, well, right. maybe more than 10 years. About 10 years. So she works for Palantir, and uh, don't ask me what she does. Oh. I mean, her job is, she's in marketing. Her job's way above my head. <laughs> Making good money, still single, living the big life, um, loves Austin. Austin cool. is Boise on steroids. They have a river through the middle of town. They got hills at one end. The state capital got the university. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a big Boise. And uh, she loves it down there. That's cool. Of course, and, and Texas I remember that. is on fire right now. But 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 ten years ago, I remember that like everything said that oh the hip the hip happening place to be now if you're young is Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's where all the opportunity is. It's where all the big blah blah blah. And so I mean, she graduated from University of Portland and was just on Austin just like that. Yeah, and, and, she uh, and she fit like a glove there. Like six weeks later, she yeah, was in Austin. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, we see her. We'll see her a uh, week from Friday going to Arizona to watch the Cubs. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> has their cross to bear. Right? Come being on, though. A, Come on, though. Cubs 20, 2016. 2016. Boy, do I remember well, that. You only had to wait 74 years, but you. But they made it. Luckily, I'm old and did it. Well done. So, um, got a new manager, Craig Council. Stole him away from uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, right. Who knows? They'll probably suck. Utility infielders always make good managers for some reason. You know? They do. Let's go to Steve in New Plymouth. Steve, good morning. Morning. I, I uh, 
just wanted to thank Paul J for all his years of service. I'm a 61 year old guy, native born here in Idaho, and grew up around the horse race track. and And I love listening to Boise State football, especially when we were out hunting. and And uh, just been an icon in my life. Remember watching you on the news and and uh, just really appreciate it. You've just been part of my life, and uh, and I just want to thank you so much for that. You've been just wonderful and and uh, just really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I have a I have a place in New Plymouth on uh, Highway oh, seventy Highway seventy two. Yes, I just sold the place over there. I do real estate, but I just sold the place there about a year ago, right off seventy two. That's 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 great. Hey, Paul, I Jay, I wanted to ask you a question. You know, as a kid, I was really partial to the horse racing, and my my dad had some horses trained by the Stevens and. And other people, of course. But do you, by the way, do you remember a quarter horse or a couple of them? But it, and it just sticked in my mind. I mean, I know they weren't the greatest in the world, but for Boise, they were pretty dang good. But uh, a, a, a horse called Buddy Feedy and another one called Mucho Leobar. Oh, yeah. Heck yes. Yeah, they were my favorites as a kid. I, <laughs> but anyways, um, I won't take up much of your time, but I just wanted to thank you. I just... You know, just uh, just really appreciate. Like I said, you know, just listen to you. You've been a part of my life growing up, and here I am, a, a senior, and you're still part of it. All right, thanks for the call. I did those, the, those I did the, the races yeah. for 29 years. Yeah, huh? you would do the races what, like four times a week? Yeah, and plus you were on the Wednesday, radio Friday. Saturday, you were on the radio Sunday. five mornings a week. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you had a bunch of stuff going on all the I time. Did. I did. Well, you were a busy guy. Yeah, radio didn't pay much. Well, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said, strike that, Your Honor. It's it's totally different now. <laughs> <laughs> now I have so much money, I don't know what to do. No, it's it's good. No, I I love doing the doing the races. Wrote for the racing form. I mean, I was I was an undercover character. There goes the GM by waving at me or looking at Exactly. I think he was waving at me. Michael wrote in and says, uh, Chris, ask Paul J. if he remembers Ace Updraft and his traffic reports. I do. I do remember That's Ace cool. Updraft. We used to have you know a plane do our traffic. Uh-huh. Dan Smead did it for a long time. Ron Ellsworth, Boise City Cop, did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it was and, amazing. And Ace Updraft. And Ace Updraft. And we used to give away houses. You got yours, right? <laughs> Say what? I have one, but it wasn't given away. What, what? Station gave it to you, right? No, no, no. What? No, no, no. no you no. didn't get a house? No, no, no. Oh, well, never mind. No, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. Telephone. I think they, <laughs> Somebody, you want me to get it? They, they may have offered me the basement of your place at one point, but... It was a tiny oh, house, Chris. Don't know. sweat it. So I had these interviews to do. Mm-hmm. This phones. Yeah. I, and I have a thing that says block, you know, calls you don't want. Right. So I had to take it off because I was doing interviews yesterday afternoon with some Boise State classes. Right? Right. So I had to take that off. Uh-huh. Guess who forgot to uh, put it back Put it on. back on. Okay. I'm that's doing that. Well, that's now. par for the course. Everybody does. Talk now while I do that. Okay. Uh, Rico wrote in and says, quick question. Did Paul J. have a tear in his eye when Ian Johnson proposed to Chrissy after winning the Fiesta Bowl? I did. Well, to tell you the truth, 
We didn't know about it right away because we were on the radio. Or you were on the radio. I was behind you just. And like here's the deal. We were 130 yeah. yards away. Yeah, exactly. We were b- basically even with the opposite end zone of where the uh, the final touchdowns and, and extra points came. Yeah, and we saw some video of him kneeling down. Uh-huh. So we kind of had an idea. Of what was going on. Of right. what was, but we didn't... Uh, but you know, you were you were still doing the radio and wrapping up the game and stuff yep. like that, and they were on television, so we didn't actually see much of it. Silence. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't colors. doing much except I like I think a couple of times I ran down to the, uh, I ran down to the field and uh, gave somebody a microphone, and then I had to run back and get a battery, and I was just yeah. I was just I was just there to well, be you're there. On you know. the radio, you're just sitting there, right? Exactly. No. <laughs> no, you were the one doing all the work. Yeah. And Jeff Caves was crying and yelling and screaming mm-hmm. and jumping up and down. It was great. It was a great moment, though, in Boise yeah. State football. And in my mind, the greatest college football game ever played. And you can argue with me. That's fine. Uh, John says, my favorite Paul J. quote, James Bond on the clock, 007. Yep. Also, uh, love the story about Bob Curtis, who did radio broadcasts for Vandal Athletics. And one time he passed out during a pre-basketball game shoot around. And when he woke up, oh, yeah, exactly. He's, telling, he's, telling, yeah. he's telling the same story that it we were telling. It was a shoot around. Yeah, the first yeah. person he saw was Paul Jay, and uh, he asked if he was in hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Bob was a funny guy. We got along, and Bob Rosenthal was doing color for me uh-huh. one time, and we were in Missoula, Montana. And they played... Montana, and Bob was still there. Mm-hmm. We played Montana State, drove there, and we arrived, and we were both there on Friday night, or on Thursday night, I guess, late. Yeah. And uh, Curtis Rosenthal and I uh, went down to the bar, and we we're having a couple of mm-hmm. shooters, and Bob was started introducing Rosenthal is his son. <laughs> Bob Jr. <laughs> it was exactly right. <laughs> Little Robert. It was great. Pam says, uh, Paul J., we had uh, racehorses, and I remember when we had a two-year-old horse, and his first race was a muddy track. When the gates opened, he came out bucking. You announced, keep on trucking, comes out bucking. <laughs> we had uh, Willie Fiddle also. They were all gray and ran great. Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. I remember Willie Fiddle. Willie Fiddle was a, a crowd favorite. Mm. He, he was a really, really good racehorse. He was very useful. Won a lot of races, and the fans loved him. Willie Fiddle was great. I like that, though. Keep on trucking, comes out bucking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's go to Mark and Meridian. Mark. How are yeah, you? Yeah, hey, Paul J. Uh, say, I just, uh, gosh, you know, I've been listening to you forever, and this may be even worse than forever. I think I remember in the mid-60s, you were at Keep Radio in Twin Oh, Falls, my God. Keeping company. K-E-E-P. <laughs> they wouldn't That's let us right. say keep. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah, let us say yep. keep because that wasn't a legal ID. K-E-P is what they think they said. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and they got on us for saying that. So we had to say K-E-E-P. So you're from Twin, huh? Well, I'm from Filer, actually. All right. Do you know, (laughs) I I had a great moment in Filer in the ninth grade. I played Abraham Lincoln in a state play competition. (laughs) 
and I looked like I was about eight years old. Well, isn't that interesting? My God. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, I hate to tell you this, but I'm getting a little up there myself. So, yeah. so you know, anyhow, it was, I live in Meridian now. It's been wonderful listening to you. I listened to you guys forever, and it was wonderful, wonderful, non-political, and I loved it. <laughs> yes, I loved that, too. Yeah. Non-political. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's Very true. Good. I mean, there was a time yeah. when KBOI wasn't uh, just news and talk. I mean, you also played music and did all. It was a full-service station. That's what yeah. they called it in those days. All right. Thanks, Mark. Uh, you are also from Twin Falls. I am, as are you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And well, I, is there somebody And I else? remember Keep Radio. I mean, if you, did, if, if you didn't work there, you called it Keep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I worked there. It was, it was 1450, right? Boy, that, yeah, that yeah. was right after I got out of college. Mm-hmm. So it had to be 67. Yeah, along in there. Somewhere around there. Because you came up here in 67. 1867. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you, you played Lincoln for Lincoln. I was Lincoln. There we go. Ken Bongino here. Join me today. I'm up after these guys, Casper and Chris, a news talk KBOI. He doesn't know. Hey. He doesn't know Casper's not here, yeah. probably. Somebody should have called him. Sounds like a mafia guy. <laughs> hey, Dan well, Bongino, hey. He's, uh, hey. Well, he's a, I think he was, was he a New York cop? He was, wasn't he? And he yeah, was, he was uh, CIA. Secret, oh, yeah, so he's close. Yeah. He was uh, <laughs> Secret Service. Secret Service, yeah, yeah that's right. Ooh. He's a big shot. So yeah. uh, he's had some experiences. Hey, Frazier's on the line. Dave Frazier, good morning. I woke up uh, thinking I was having a, a dream being on hold uh, from Paris or southern france uh where we remember we would show uh those topless pictures on the radio <laughs> yeah <laughs> dave frazier of course a photographer has been in the area i don't know for as long as me almost yeah 55 years 1968 yeah i got here uh, in 67 so uh really close yeah, I used, yeah used to call from uh, all over the world and uh, we had a lot of fun in those days yeah we did how you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, don't travel as much anymore, but uh, I remember getting you in trouble uh, when you guys put me on hold from Switzerland and yeah. uh, for for about 40 minutes, and it was a, a collect call. Charlie Wilson assistant. did not like that phone bill. About <laughs> a $140 phone call just oh, to man. be on hold. Yeah, we got called yeah. on the carpet for that. <laughs> but hey, you hey, know, well, good, to, good to hear you again. Yeah, like we used to say, "What are you going to do, fire us?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I actually have never said that to the boss, just just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah. Well, actually, anyway, yes. good to hear you. Well, good to hear you, David. How are you doing? You, you, I'm doing well, and I appreciate it. Uh, we'll get you at that uh, Idaho uh, History and Broadcast. Uh, luncheon next time around yeah i stopped getting notifications from them i gotta i gotta shake somebody loose over there well it's the uh uh last friday every month yeah i missed the duty thing i didn't get notified yeah yeah Yeah. okay good talking to you you will take care all right thanks dave uh good guy Roxanne has written in and says, our daughter is the same age as Natalie and also wound up living in Texas. Thanks to Paul J., she has spent a lot of time in the press boxes and arenas of all the Big 12 teams, as well as AT&T Stadium, 
first as a journalism student and now as a freelancer. As a young sports fan, she loved hearing Paul J. call games and wanted to be a sports journalist slash broadcaster. I remember this girl. She even spent some time in the BSU press box with Paul, thanks to our purchase at a charity auction, and still treasures a photo of herself with Paul. She wound up with a degree in broadcast journalism from TCU after learning about their journalism school when they played BSU in the Fiesta Bowl. And like Natalie, loves being in Texas and probably never is going to move back home. Yeah, to that's Idaho. true. Thank you, Roxanne. Oh, that's that's. I remember this. This young girl was so smart. You know, cool. she's just. I think my daughter is really smart. Well, and you, and you used and, to do that. You used to uh, uh, auction off. Uh, some people could spend some time in right. there and maybe call a few plays. Yep. And it was amazing how many people would freeze as soon as you put them on. Oh yeah, because I mean, you know, it's it's not as easy as it looks. They'd be if, cocky and confident, and I'd go, "Okay, go ahead," <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be silence. Yeah, uh, but she wasn't that way. No, she smart. she was not. I remember um, John Rady. You know, no yeah. pressure on John. John Rady, former Boise State player, played in the NFL, NFL for yeah. nine years, um, was my color man for a year. Mm-hmm. First game was in the Rose Bowl against UCLA, and I threw it to him. All right, now to take a look at the UCLA Bruins, here's John Rady. And that's what it sounded like. That's what it sounded like. There was nothing, just silence. And then he hauls off and slugs me in the shoulder. Boom! You could hear it on the air. And, and I went, and from, oh, an, okay, from an John. NFL, NFL UCLA linebacker. returns, you know, it was. From it, an NFL linebacker, uh, a yeah, slug in the shoulder good, can be. Pretty good, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really not big by NFL standards, big by press box standards. So it was good. He clobbered me, though. That was fun. Fred and Laura from Meridian said, so nice to hear you and Paul Jay this morning talking to me. We love your format. You two have great chemistry, and I like actually hearing you more often. The stress level is so much lower, actual discussions versus baiting. Mm. What do we uh, got to do to keep you two on? Uh, get a time machine. Uh, love you both, and this morning's show, best wishes to Paul Jay. So, All right. Thank you. And uh, talking about Dave Frazier again, he says he doesn't travel much anymore. Yeah. Getting on an airplane, which I did for so many years, mm-hmm. has no fascination for you. Any fascination longer? for me. <laughs> Do I care if I ever fly on an airplane again? No. That's true. Will I fly on airplanes again? Yes. Because I want to go to Texas to see my daughter. I want to go to Hawaii. I want. I want. In an average, don't, in an average week, you used to have uh, at minimum like four takeoffs and landings, and, and no usually question. more than that. Yeah, and and the the thing is, though, I don't know if it's everybody, but the older I've gotten, the more I really like appreciating all of the things that there are to do here in the Boise area. And in the state of Idaho, you know, you can yeah. drive to Yellowstone, you can go down to Twin Falls, you can go to Hell's Canyon, you can, and you don't need an airplane. Go up to McCall. Right. Have a nice weekend. And guess pl- what? You don't have to pay to drive up there. Yeah. The more places you've been, the, the better it is to come home. No question. Sorry, airlines. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, DH says... Uh, Sampling, sampling, sampling. How do you know when it's time to retire an old DJ? When they're all spun out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a record player joke. Thank you, D.A. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't have anything anymore. I remember remember when we played records on the air. Nobody does that anymore. True. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and and that's what I said earlier, is KBOI at that time uh, was known as a full-service station. Yeah. And Play. that's what they did. They 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 gave all you the information, you know, all the information, entertainment, everything. Yeah, so. news, sports, weather, and we tried to make you laugh. Thank you for coming in and letting it's me really have been a, fun. Letting, I've been letting I've me and some it. other people have a blast from the past. I this actually had a blast too. So thank you, Paul J. It was nice meeting you. And what nice to fun meet you. that was, man, that was super. Yeah. Yeah. Producer Derek, Derek, thank you. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike will be back next week. Uh, congrats to our winners today. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here on Monday morning. Enjoy the weekend. Dan Bongino.